Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the and it is a nightmare because we have four people on today. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all the way across the pond are a purpuri of people from all over that bloody UK. It is Stephen Scott in Wales. Nope, Stephen Scott. Oh, God. Edinburgh. Stop, 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 stop. Help stop, me. Stop. <laughs> Representing England, I the three nations of the crown. Really? Yeah, we have uh, Dylan the, Jones. The Four Nations of the U.S. too. Yeah, Dylan, Four Nations of the Crown. Now, you chose to leave. No, no. We yes, you did. Pretended to. No, you, yeah, and then sold as Meghan Markle. But nonetheless, we have Dylan Jones from Wales, representing Wales but living in England. Good evening. There we are. Good evening, Dylan. He's just come back from L.A. We have... We have Stephen Scott representing Scotland from Scotland. Hello. Who's just come back from England. Right. And we is, have... Is that Scotland formerly part of the UK? Uh, well, England's going to be formally part of the UK after next week. <laughs> and representing England living in Wales, we have me, who's just come back from, well, the garage, actually, just down the road. But there we there you go. So, yeah. So... Yeah. So we have a purpuri guest on tonight. Well, and yeah, but we had to. I mean, Dylan's the one with the exciting story tonight. I know, but uh, jet lagged, battered. Let him rest for a minute because Stephen Scott came on for a reason, and the reason is that I guess you'll be doing something up in Scotland. I will be and, doing something up in Scotland. I'm not quite sure what, because I've been told that there's going to be old people there. Stephen, you want to let it tell us in what's going on? <laughs> yes, it's, uh, every year we have an annual seminar at my uh, local spiritualist church, the Kilmarnock Spiritualist Church. And this year we are very uh, pleased and proud to be receiving Mr. Steve Parsons up to do our John Finlay lecture on the Saturday evening. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. And uh, it is going to be full of old people, hopefully young people. Um, hopefully some ghost hunters, some mediums, some extra larges, and um, uh, you know maybe anybody with an interest in spiritualism and uh, ghost hunting. And I believe Steve's talking about his new papers and work on spontaneous cases. That's the intention. So what's that got to do with spiritualism? Huh? Oh, lots. It's it's a kind of informative lecture. The John Finley lecture isn't just about spiritualism. Sometimes it's about famous people within the world of parapsychology or spiritualism, and we have a different guest speaker every year. And Cal uh, wasn't available. He could have done it by phone. <laughs> He'll no doubt call in shortly. Could have been we were, we were having an, Stephen and I were, were having quite an interesting chat um, a little while ago mm. uh, on mm. the subject of vegans. <laughs> oh, and, I was, 
yeah. I was yeah. just wondering what your thoughts on the subject were, Ron, because you're a, an ecologist and yeah, a I, I, environment I love, science. I, I love being into especially with barbecue sauce. Well, on that we're all agreed then. There you go. So anyways, we have someone who came from the beacon capital of the world, uh, California. So uh, he is with us now, Mr. Dylan Jones, and he survived the West, our West Coast. Survived it and absolutely loved it, Ron. Mm. It's because you, you don't forget, know any better. Well, you forget Dylan's uh, a huge uh, American file. What's the word? Not Francophile, that's French people. No, Trumpophile. Yeah, he's a huge one of them. Trumpophile. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, no comment on that. <laughs> yeah, anyway, okay. <laughs> Given his history, that's probably not yours, Dylan, but uh, Mr. T's, I believe that could actually be a chargeable offence, Trumpophilia. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. <laughs> That's all right. Well, we annexed the UK. We'll be all right. They're our closest ally. We we love the UK. Yeah. And how is Canada South? And yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> there's there's something brewing out in California, and and I understand it's coming, and it is a new Ghostbuster movie. Is that is that right, Dylan? It is indeed. We were fortunate enough to. Uh... See and uh, meet Jason Reitman, the uh, the new director of the new Ghostbusters film. Uh, he is, of course, the son of uh, Ivan Reitman, who directed Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And he gave us a few bits of information about the film that is due out in July next year. Is Kieran in it? Um, I don't think so. Oh. No, they, they weren't. And neither is Cal. <laughs> That's a shame. Anyway, so uh, did while you were out there, did they have any uh, tell us more? Did they have any snippets or anything? Any any hints of what's going on? Um, well, they said that uh, the film starts shooting in four weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think a lot of it is being shot in uh, in Canada um, because it's not going to be taking place. Uh, certainly, a, a significant amount of it is not taking place in New York. Um, they confirmed who the three main cast members were, uh, which is Carrie Coon, uh, McKenna Grace, and Finn Wolfhard. Um, what? Uh, Wait a minute. What happened to, to, to Aykroyd and, uh, and uh, who else is there? Well, Aykroyd and, and uh, the other when guy. He was asked, when he was asked the questions, uh, his response was uh, to the question, is Dan Aykroyd in it? His response was, he's read the script. Um, what about Ernie Hudson? He's read the script. Bill Murray? He's read the script. And Sigourney thought, Weaver? She's read the script. I thought that Sigourney was all he would Weaver. Say. I thought Sigourney Weaver gave it away in the tweet following well, two days later. Ivan Wright. Um, when she said, I'm looking forward to working with the boys again. Um, that was actually said before. Was it before? Uh, beforehand, yeah. But all Jason Reitman would say was confirming they've read the script with a certain emphasis on on that but nothing concrete was uh, was confirmed <clears throat> As, isn't it possible that those three names you just gave out are actually the main stars tinder profiles or something I mean... <laughs> <laughs> they're what as <laughs> <laughs> Aykroyd and Murray and you know it's just that yeah we'll just pretend it was somebody else on tinder yeah well do you know what at the head office of tinder, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's, t- wait a minute. what's tinder I'm not answering. No, 
No. no I was say, my... find it yourself, Ron. <laughs> I was going to say, my ego, if you can't understand me, Ron, I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Uh, That's your homework, but... Ron, for this week. We'll find out I what know. Tinder is. I'm glad oh, I didn't yes. say Grindr then, Dylan. Swipe right and... Just shoot me. Moving right along. So, That's too uh, tempting. Yeah, I know. It, it's been tried, but they all miss. So, wait a minute. Uh, we have a question from the chat room. It says, is M- Rick Moranis in it? Uh, nothing was mentioned about him. Nobody um, kid? <laughs> no, they do, actually. He, he's very, very much beloved, but... Uh, I think it will be very much down to him. He turned down a part in the uh, the 16 reboot um, because he didn't feel there was any point uh, in, in, in taking part and shooting for a day. But with this one, who knows? He might be tempted to come back. Fingers crossed he will. Mm-hmm. What the hell's Grinder? It's Don't ask me. You, it's a thing for um, you take peppercorns, drop them in, and then. No, somebody, somebody in chat room asked if uh, Rick Moranis was on Grinder and if I was on Grinder, so I have no clue what that is. So, it's 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 a culinary website. Um, what? Yeah, it's all culinary stuff. It's okay. The recipes using peppercorns. I've got some work to do. I can tell right now. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so moving right along, I, I can't stand jokes that I don't understand. <laughs> moving along, please. So anyways, this this new movie, it takes off, it, it carries on for the where the last one st- stopped, right? Uh, it, it carries on from Ghostbusters 2. Um, very much um, set in the present, involving a small family who don't really know uh, at the beginning what their relationship is to the original story. That's all we've been told. That's you wouldn't give anything else away. Mm. You know, Sigourney Weaver would actually work out pretty good on this because she was in Red Lights where she played a parapsychologist mm. who died. Actually, she died. So she actually could come back pretty much like Slimer and be there in spirit. Suggest it to Jason Reitman. He might well... I'm just that. saying. It could work. Have you seen that Red Lights uh, movie? Not yet, no. Stephen Scott, have you? I've seen it on Netflix, but I've not watched it. Steve uh, Parson has, I know. I right, know Steve? I have, yeah. I've yeah. Yeah, Stephen Scott might like it, actually. I, I think you, because, uh, yeah, I think you might <laughs> enjoy it. It's on my to-do list for Netflix. Yeah, thanks. I'm still waiting to get round to First Man. That's on my to-do list. What? What's First Man? Story Got nothing to do with Tinder. No. Story of Neil Armstrong. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I've, I've, I've done all the Scottish stuff, so I don't know where to go now. Oh, oh. you finished Still Game? Still game is done and finished. We only oh, went up to seven, seven seasons. Yeah, you've got a little bit to go. Yeah, but there's no more. I've had withdrawal. I can no longer yep. speak oh, Scottish Stephen, anymore. What was, what was the name of that Scottish detective uh, series? Taggart. That's it. You could watch Taggart. Taggart, oh. yep. It doesn't... Yep. Taggart. Lots yeah, of Taggart. nice scenery. Not Lots of nice scenery in and around Glasgow and Edinburgh. That's right. It's T-A-G-G-A-R-T. Taggart. 
It's okay. like Morse, but with accents that you can't understand. Yeah. It's, yeah, and, it's, and, it's okay because I use, uh, you know, I use the uh, closed caption translator. So there'll yeah. be no closed captions. It's from the 80s and 90s. Uh, I think it's still going now. It's in like this 24th season or something seriously? like that. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I yeah, watched still some, going. We watched some depressing Wales one, which was <laughs> super depressing. But uh, yeah, uh, we've watched. Uh, what was the other one too? That was good too. Broadchurch, Broadchurch was decent. But uh, there was another one from Wales that really, really was the most pathetic movie I've ever seen. Most pathetic. That wasn't a movie, Ron. That was a rugby match. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> totally pathetic. <laughs> Who's Never mind. I ain't gonna say that. That sounds like a no. Dylan. I believe yeah. you were on the. You went on the Queen Mary while you were Thank in you uh, Los Angeles. Thank you for saving my butt on this one, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I was uh, very fortunate enough to spend uh, forty-eight hours on the RMS Queen Mary at Long Beach. When you say fortunate, I mean it wasn't free, was it? You you booked the room. I had to book the room. Wasn't that expensive? Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, although, if you wanted to book the notorious um, room B three four zero. You have to part with anywhere between five and eight hundred dollars for the night. Are you serious? I am. Yes. Um, in the last eighteen months, they've decided that um, they're now willing to rent that room out if you're willing to pay for it. Wow. What about the other rooms? Comparison price-wise, just, um, just so we get an idea. A comparison. I paid about just under a hundred dollars a night. Oh, that's reasonable. Yeah. That was for that was for a lifeboat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was the Pat Sturge Walker. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was um, camping under canvas in one of the lifeboats. Yeah. Believe me, I'd be more than happy to have done mm. that. Mm. Steve, well, you, uh, Steve Parsons been on on the Queen Mary as well, haven't you, Steve? No, 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 no. I've seen the Queen. Oh, that Mary, was Cal. I'm sorry. It was Cal that's been on the. Oh, oh no. wait, maybe that was no. Karen. That, wait a minute. Yeah, that was Karen. Yeah, yeah that was. Uh, yeah, that was. He's been on the Queen Mary. I have. And, yeah. and sadly, I have seen you can't the come into the pool. Sally, what about the pool? You can't go in the pool area anymore. Why? The infamous, um, because it requires uh, restoration work, and so it's been closed for about two years with no foreseeable um, date for its completion. They didn't even let you have a peep? You could, you could peek through the doors. You couldn't actually open, but that's all you could see. Mm. Was uh, was a very, very badly lit interior. Mm. Do you know, I've never understood why a boat needs a pool. A boot. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Why does a boat which goes on the water need a pool? Why doesn't it just stop? On the water. It's a long way down to dangle your legs. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> There's a Scottish man with Tourette's on the other side of the Atlantic somewhere. He just keeps shouting random Scottish words at me. Don't be a dead. I'll wait on some Maduri on in Camden. Oh, don't say Maduri. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, so, so, so Dylan, um, did you investigate the Queen Mary? <laughs> I had a good wander around, put it that way. I'm hoping these two mute the mic while they get over the uh, yes, yeah, yeah, and then we can get yes. on with the highly, yeah. highly unprofessional. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, did you get around the Queen Mary? <laughs> I covered a lot of the Queen Mary. Yes. I bet you did. <laughs> yes, I had a good look around. And nothing happened. But then it never does around me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a spot on the Queen Mary where it ran over that poor little destroyer and, and killed all those people. <laughs> yeah, it killed about 300, wasn't it? It does during yeah, the Second yeah. World War. Yeah. Did you go to that spot? Yes, I did. Can you do that without laughing? Because that's just a, I mean, that's yeah. a moment of, of tragedy and, and pathos. No, it's so sad. Well, it was a Royal Navy destroyer. It was. It was sad. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's taking this seriously. He's not, is he? No. No, I just was wondering if you were experienced anything there. Absolutely nothing at all. Oh, okay. Have you ever, in all fairness, have you ever experienced anything in all the investigations in places that you've gone to? A couple of things, but whether they were paranormal, I don't know. Uh, a couple of interesting temperature drops, but um, a couple of unusual sounds, but that's about it. Um what I found on the Queen Mary, what though, is that uh, the area where the phenomena are reported, where the um, the RMS Queen Mary struck the destroyer, mm -hmm. um, it, it has now been converted into a uh, an area where a guy uh, he I think he did something. Like America's Got Talent. He's like a hypnotist, or uh, he does this sort of psychic seance show. And it's all be converted for that purpose just before that area. Um, so he's got his he's got a little haunted museum in there now. Oh, isn't that cute? Yeah, with, with dolls that apparently move on their own and oh, haunted oh. objects. I, I, I just walked into that and thought, oh, there's another one for the list. Somebody else with a haunted museum. Mm. Um, they are popping up all over, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's it's did, find a place that hasn't got one now. Did they do they have them in Scotland, Steve? I, I've never seen a haunted museum or heard of one up here uh, that I'm really? aware of. Um, yeah. Mm. No. Au contraire, isn't the museum in, in Edinburgh haunted? Yeah, but that's a museum that's haunted. That's not a haunted <laughs> museum. That's, that's like a real haunted museum. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah. Um, I, I've never heard of one. I, I I've never heard of one anyone up here hoarding yeah, haunted objects. I don't know. It's probably happening, or someone thinks they've got a room full of haunted objects. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, no, I've, I've never heard of it. Just a bunch of tosses. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's misusing the English language. I will use this word because it makes me sound English. What word? I have I'm no sorry. idea what it means. Did I say something? There's something about salad. Yeah, that's so. Anyways, uh, that, that sounds like an exciting trip there, Dylan. Uh, you really have me on the edge of my seat. Uh, you also went on the uh, Daily Departed uh, uh, Cemetery Tour as well, I believe? No. Oh, good. So no. don't, don't tell us about that then. I don't know. And he didn't meet Marla Brooks either. No. Why not? Um, tried getting in touch and didn't respond. Uh, fair enough. So, you know, uh, I tried the Dearly Departed, and uh, to do a tour, they wanted $350, which I was like, eh, I'm not going to stretch to that. What? what? Just for you? Yep. $350? Yep. Couldn't you have gone on with, like, a group of people? Um, 
There wasn't one on that night. However, I did find a different tour. Um, and I actually had that one on my own because the other people who'd booked on it didn't turn up. So the three guides took me around on my own. And do you know and what? And afterwards, you went for tacos. Um, tacos. Yeah, they have tacos, tacos in LA. They eat tacos. Again, they were brilliant. i got to say, that was a fantastic uh, tour, and it was a fraction of the price of what um, the other lot were, what were offering. Yeah, so that was imagine. quite good. Yeah. yeah, So, and you were by yourself. So uh, what, what type of things did, was the tour, I mean, uh, what were you available to in the tour? I mean, what, what things did you see or so forth? Um, we covered quite a few of the locations um, on Hollywood Boulevard and around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to, uh, let's have a think, um, well, it's like one side of it's all drunks, isn't it? Then you've got the pimps, the prostitutes. <laughs> what? The people that dress up in Mickey Mouse costumes and what? superhero costumes to take money off. What are you talking them. about? I don't know. But anyway, we... Um, LA Boulevard and Hollywood... Uh, it's, it's not as so bad as what it, once, what it once was, by all accounts. I, I was actually quite impressed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was imagining it like Blackpool <laughs> in the UK, but it... Um, it it rose uh, much higher than that. Um, yeah, we started off at the Franklin's, uh, sorry, the Highlands Garden Hotel on Franklin Avenue, where Janice Joplin um, was uh, was found, passed away in uh, 1970. Yeah. So we started off there and we worked our way around Where's some she? of the other illustrious sites on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. That's it. Did you no. get mugged? No, not at all. What, you I went mean, to LA and didn't get mugged? You, you, you don't have any good stories to tell us or <laughs> to recount? Uh, didn't get held up at gunpoint? Nope. I thought they were absolutely lovely, all the people I met in... Uh, Seriously? In, in LA, yeah. In LA? Could, yep. God, no, 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 no. No, you, no, no. You must have been going to the wrong places or speaking to the wrong people. No, I just found LA to be uh, full of rude people. I was expecting New York to be full of rude people, but it was the opposite. But when we got when we got to LA, it was like these people were just like rude. They all wanted what? to be stars. They were all like, particularly when you went to a restaurant or a food place, and it was like the server were always trying to, you know, they were always obviously trying out for the movies, and like they were just plain rude all the time. Ah, how long ago was this? Two thousand and two. Right. Well, perhaps times have changed. I honestly found that everybody was fantastic. Mind you, given the murder rate in LA, probably all the people that I met over there in 2002 <laughs> have been de- all dead by now. I don't think it's the worst. I think Baltimore's got the worst. But it was Detroit. Oh, Detroit's not easy, good either. Or Chicago. Oh, anyway. Chicago, yeah. And that's yeah. um, uh, a place in New England as well. Oh, um, Boston. No, no, no. The little place Lawrence. just outside. Lawrence. Lawrence. Uh, might be, but uh, North Andover. What? Yeah, it was on YouTube. Apparently, it's like Murder Central in New England. Yeah, you've been watching the wrong crap. Anyways, uh, the uh, we do have another question about this guy East named Bridgewater. This guy named Ted, who was in the he was the doorman in the mayor's office, and he lives close to Dan Aykroyd. Are you familiar with him, anybody? No. Okay. Ted, the only American Ted I know is Bundy. 
So we can't answer that question. Uh, no. Sorry. sorry. No. Yep. And they wanted to know if you met him because uh, evidently he must be a fan. I met Dan Aykroyd. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. I did met Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson. Did you, did you tell him I had his vodka? No. I, 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 it is rather nice, though, isn't it? It's a nice little tipple, that is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Crystal Skull Vodka is what we're talking mm. about. Yeah. Steve, you've seen it before. Actually, you, I get, gave you a little one, I think. You did, And, and yes. some vodka. And, yeah, and the alien one. You had the alien one as well. Uh, Steven's hey, got it. Hey, it's got a better one now. Uh, the, the, it's now a set of three because it's been joined by a devil's head. Ah, lovely. Uh, which is for a, a chili sauce. Ooh. Ah, there you go. Steven Scott, do you ever have Crystal Skull Vodka? Or do they have that uh, in Scotland? Yeah, we have it. Just uh, I've, I've never bought it. I've never tried it. Um, no. Sorry. Well, next time you come over here, I'll have a little. little okay, you're on. Little skull. Okay, Scottish. I'm on my way. Drink vodka, do they? <laughs> Steve, the Scottish drink it, I think. <laughs> I thought it was only three Scottish drinks. It was what, like McEwen's Iron Brew and whiskey. No, there's there's single malt, there's single malt with ice, and there's single malt with a dash of water. Well, what about Iron Brew? Oh, I forgot about Iron Brew. And McEwen's Export. Mm. See that's that, that's that's why we export it. It's, 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 that's why we won't drink it. We send it down to England. Yeah, we and we retaliate with what is red. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, that's not good for you. What's what's the crap that the Neds drink? Buckfast. Oh. Buckfast tonic wine. Yeah, just slowly. I've never tried it, but apparently, I think it smells like, like uh, I don't know, foot lotion or medicine or something. <laughs> I've never, never lost. Yeah, anyway. So, you've got that to look forward to. Another reason for you to come over here and visit us back in the States. Well, then, it's on. There you go. So, you've so, got nobody to blame but yourself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, uh, any places else did you visit in California? Was that it? I mean, I'm, I was more curious about this Ghostbuster convention. I mean, I understand you did a panel there. I did two panels. Um, the first one was on the ghosts of Ghostbusters, the fact versus the fiction. And then the second one um, was showing a documentary that I filmed starring none other than, uh, than Steve Parsons. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, Steve Parsons was well, on actually, first. Yeah, but if you look on social media, you think it only had Cal and Kieran in it. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, you know, they are, po- they are popular, Steve. Well, well, it wasn't that. It was just the fact that they're like vegans. You know, you know, Any time they appear in the media, they have to tell everybody 20 times. Mm. Anyway, so we are coming up to the break. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the, the panel discussion on Ghost. Uh, that's We all are familiar with that, so uh, maybe we can chime in as well. So anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles. Maybe you're still listening. I don't know. Uh, International right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio and iTunes sometimes. So uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Maybe. Welcome to Tokyo. 
Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Bear X family. Two of Ghost Chronicles International, the show that only exists to make the ne- Ghost Chronicles the next generation look professional. Our guests tonight are in, drawn from the four corners of the civilized world, from North America, representing the former colony. We have New England's very own Van Helsing. From Scotland, what? representing a colony soon to be a former colony, Susan Scott. <laughs> From from England, representing Wales, because they won't have him back, is Dylan Jones, <laughs> who's also promoting Los Angeles, murder capital of the west coast of the United States, and from the west coast of Wales, the gold standard in ghost hunting. There's somebody else in the chat room, too. Do you notice that name? No. I haven't got the chat room on. I'm watching the weather radar. Some guy named Cal. No... Cal has joined us in the uh, chat room, so we now have two of three of... Cooper, we're not worthy. Mm -hmm. Mr. Parson loves a bit of limelight. Lemons, if he can get them. That was Cal. Well done, Dr. Cooper. Cal's actually, I was looking at his, uh, he's been promoting his um, upcoming attendance at the Parapsychological Association with uh, a newly posed photograph and I was tempted to sit, keep saying I keep telling him to put a brush through his bloody hair but you know the retort is usually at least he's got hair to put a brush through so I didn't bother today I, I have nothing to say well I keep threatening to we, well I've mentioned Cal in the past that we're going to have to get him back on the show because so, uh, he's been up to some adventures as so, well uh, yeah, so we'll have to... Cal, if you're listening, you're uh, you're on the list. The to-do list. Anyway, so we're back uh, just before the break week. We were going to discuss goats. Uh, 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 uh. What? You said goats. Uh, we were going to discuss uh, Dylan's... I can't even talk today. Dylan's thing on uh, well, that's, that, and that's what the hell just did he today? do? Yeah, 
What's Dylan, unusual about that? Dylan's uh, discussion on ghosts. So, what was the the thesis? How did it, how did that panel work actually? Um, they wanted to uh, run a few uh, paranormal panels at the uh, the Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Um, so I was doing one on the ghosts of Ghostbusters, fact versus fiction. So looking at what they've shown on screen compares to uh, the reports that we get from real life. So I used some examples from the UK and the USA um, and then had uh, people who were there to ask me some questions about anything they felt was uh, was relevant. Uh, and then, many, uh, I mean, have we had many uh, green slimy ghosts reported in the UK? It's not, the one, not many that I'm aware of. No. Um, or pink slime? No. 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 Uh, we, we sort of touched on other films that were um, that are popular as well, like uh, you know, how Ghostbusters was, you know, is pretty much a pretty much a comedy, whereas and it makes people laugh at the at the paranormal. Whereas the other extreme, you got like the the conjuring and the the shenanigans that Ed and Lorraine Warren got up to and the realities of yeah, those as well. well. Well, what's the difference? They're comedies. People laugh at the paranormal. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did look at the Annabelle doll and comparing the one they show on screen to what it looks like in real life, that, that did elicit quite a laugh when I saw that. But, um, yeah, so, you know, it's quite interesting. And then, of course, I showed the, uh, the film uh, Back Off Man, I'm a Parapsychologist. Cal came across really well in that, I thought. Did he ever close it? Did he ever close Very engaging. Did he well, have that, yeah. Well, you've seen it, surely. No. You haven't, you haven't who's seen ty- it. Who's typing? Uh, Stop it. That's Cal. Uh, Cal, Cal straightened out the, the whole thing that uh, Jeremy was asking about this character. His name was Ed Kuntablast, and he passed away in 1995, and he appeared in both films. So, Excellent. there you go. Right, there we are. I forgot what the question was now. I don't know, some guy. Ted. Ted Bundy? Ted, who was a doorman at the mayor's office. Oh, right. See, you should pay attention to what's going on here. I told you I was watching the weather radar. Yeah. Is that you typing? Anyway. No, I'm watching the weather radar because we're expecting storms. When aren't you expecting storms? It's freaking whales. We don't get many. Yeah, right. <laughs> Each day. Yeah. So I understand that uh, because of the, the global warming, that Scotland is a very lovely country to live in now. Yeah, Scotland's always been a lovely country to live in, as long as you have a raincoat and an umbrella. And you're not English. Oh, no, we, we, that's, that's a lie. Take that back. No, actually, it's one of my favorite. Wait a minute, it's not like yeah. it's it's not like it's Northern Ireland, you know. No, it's uh, if I can just point something out. Scotland is not a racist or sectarian country. We do not hate the English. We hate everyone. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, there is no parallel drawn. No, I'm only joking. No, it's, it's no, in, uh, in fairness, uh, Scotland is one of my favorite places to visit, and um, I, I always enjoy my trips up to Scotland. Mm. Don't enjoy the distance because they're always a bloody long way away. Mm. Scotland's just too far away. That's the big. The big problem with Scotland is it's too far away from England, unless you live in Carlisle. Now I wanted to go back to the discussion on, on ghosts, and 
We saw the ghosts in Ghostbusters, the first two movies, and well, even the three, if you want to throw that in there. No, doesn't count that third movie. What you okay. mean, the, the, the women dressed as refuse collectors? Yeah, that's the one. Anyways, uh, to, the question, I guess, and this came up the other day, is can ghosts hurt you? So I'll throw that out to anybody who can wants to answer it, because... Well, there is there is the famous, uh, the only real uh, recorded uh, occasion where a ghost is reputed uh, to have killed someone in ghostly form is, of course, the Bell Witch. Right. Other than that, there are there are none, um, unless you you know unless you count gothic horror. Uh, so I mean, there are no accounts that I can think of where the ghost itself. There have been accounts where the ghost uh, or the ghost has come back or the, ghost, the the victim's ghost has come back and named the murderer in, mm-hmm. in court cases. But as regards a ghost, a ghost rather than a demon um, causing No, we're talking somebody, a ghost. We're talking yeah, a ghost. well, in that case, the only one you've got, I think, on record is the Bell Witch. Sorry. I think there were a couple, if my memory serves me right, um, from very old accounts from, from Welsh ghost law. Um, where they yeah, did but, physical where, harm? Uh, where they did physical harm, but they're, they're more sort of folkloric rather yeah, than the, 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 anything the other than that. Those. Yeah, the trouble with those is we've got no way of... Mm. They're just so distant that, you, as you say, Dylan, I think we yeah. are in folklore territory there. Yeah, and of course, you, 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 I think the, the, the hurt that happens is probably the people's reaction to what has gone on. Right. Yeah, because you look at the... The Derek Akura character in Midsummer's Murders, and he died of fright in the forest. Mm. So I I assume that there are some deaths uh, of fright that are probably attributed to ghosts, but actual physical harm. Uh, Stephen Scott, what do you think? I mean, well, I, I was just thinking there, uh, Steve Dillon. This is more your arena than mine, but um, is, is the Mackenzie Poltergeist in Edinburgh not recorded as having? Caused damage as well, apparently. Uh, absolutely. I mean, but again, we've got only got Jan, Handes, uh, Jan Henderson's accounts of. Uh, That's true. They, yeah. They've been contested all along whether whether they were even in the right tomb. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, in the Covenanters prison. Um, it was scratches as well, wasn't it? Yeah, but I, I mean, see. there are lots. There yeah. are lots of Mid- accounts just... of people who claim to have been scratched or punched mm. or pushed, but Ron specifically asked about killed. And right. I don't uh, think the yeah. Mackenzie Poltergeist no. has gone, gone that far yet, has he? No, definitely not. It's, no, definitely uh, not. In fact, he's gone a bit quiet the last few yeah. years. It's bad for tourism when they do that, you see. Yeah. <laughs> it was, he, he was all the rage a few years ago, you know, on Mercat tours. And, um, That's right. Mm-hmm. They were taking people into the wrong tomb as well, weren't they? <laughs> yes, they yeah. were. Yeah. yeah. And do you know why? Do you know why they did that? Uh, when we... A few, a good few years ago, where we, uh, we, we actually had quite close contacts with Jan, um, and he gave us the keys for the Covenanters. And as parasites, we spent several nights in there, and we, we, we quite quickly realised that the famous tomb that in which the Mackenzie Poltergeist attacks inside the Covenanters prison was the wrong one. And when we, when we approached um, them about it, the answer was that due to health and safety reasons, the, the uneven floor in the real tomb meant that people would fall over and likely injure themselves, and so they couldn't get insurance to take people into the real tomb. So they had to substitute a tomb further down the road. 
Mm. But Never the, mind the but, fact you've got to walk up a giant hill through the mud. Yeah, you know. But the man and through and through Edinburgh <laughs> and through Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but gotcha. the manifestations continue to pace. Even in, the, in even in the other room, is that, even is in that the what one, you're saying? Well, that, well, no manifestations took place in the right one because nobody ever went in there due to the uneven floor. So, all of the reported manifestations that took place that were reported in the newspapers as happening to people on the tours of the Mackenzie uh, Two in the Covenanters' prison all took place in the wrong one. So maybe it was the right one. Or maybe the ghost moved because there were no reports from the from the. Uh, original one except for the very first report because but wouldn't it, wouldn't it make take... sense though when you think about it if, if you were something that wanted to uh, do something uh, impose harm or something and people weren't visiting you wouldn't you go someplace else where you could do what you wanted to do well as Stephen, as Stephen will, will no doubt verify the whole thing was was it had, it had relocated anyway because Mackenzie's tomb isn't in the, it's in the same churchyard, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not near where the Mackenzie poltergeist was supposed uh, right. to, to attack people, and the whole premise of the fact that he attacks people is because some drunk fell into the tomb and disturbed the bones of the Mackenzie Pol- of Mackenzie, mm-hmm. um, who who then rose from his grave much aggrieved and then started attacking people somewhere else. So really so it annoyed. Was all him. A bit, yeah, it was. It was. You know, it was very built on the. You know, mm-hmm. quite quite shallow land. Yeah. Can I can also just point out, just to make light of it, that on a Saturday night in any place in Scotland, a, a fight that starts out in one location but actually sparks off somewhere else is not uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> so that, it does fit the remit technically. But yeah, what True, wasn't but the head also stolen from the tomb? Well, right. that, uh, yeah, it could have been. I'm not sure. I think he was. Well, I'm sorry, we, we didn't quite get there. What was stolen? I think his his head was removed from the tomb as yeah. well, if I believe. But yeah. it was recovered. It was yeah. recovered. Yeah. Was it put back? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Oh, okay. Now, this is all by that same graveyard where that, that Bobby's dog is, right? Yeah, that wee scabby dog. Mm-hmm. In fact, even, and even that's in the wrong place. That is, it's outside it, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, they, they, they couldn't bury Greyfriars Bobby in the, no. <laughs> in, in the churchyard. They weren't allowed to, so they buried him just outside the churchyard. So he's in the right place. It's just the churchyard's in the wrong place, technically, because he was a dog. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow a dog to be buried on holy ground. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, what's part of the thing in, uh, you know, we always have this thing in America where everything's buried on Indian burial ground, but uh, in, in yeah, reality... There's one, one of them under Greyfriars. Indian burial ground, I'm sure there is. And there's an Indian takeaway down the bottom of the hill. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, there's definitely an Indian at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> lot of reasons uh cemeteries didn't bury uh that couldn't get a christian burial from uh for instance people who were um convicted of murder for instance uh slaves uh non-christians could never be buried in the cemeteries and so we have these bodies that are buried elsewhere uh and we and out west in fact uh there is a town that grows 
con on top of uh, the cemetery. And you can buy con that's nourished by the dead. Ooh. There we are. Uh, Stephen, do you did, did the Scots have the same um, custom as, as happens here in, well, in England and, and parts of Wales, of um, suicides at crossroads and witches at crossroads? That, that rings a bell, yes, I think. Is that, still, think. is that tradition continued north of the border as well? Yes, I believe so. I have heard of it, uh, and I'm sure I've heard of a couple of cases up, you know, kind of up near the kind of um, Glencoe, Fort William, maybe up that area where they, they, they do talk about that as well. Um, but of course, that's that's also where traditionally people were gibbeted as well, wasn't it? At crossroads, uh-huh. so they could never find their way anywhere. Or is that what you're talking about? No, it's, uh, there's particularly in the West Country, um, they they tend to suicide are always uh, sort of uh, unconsecrated ground at the side of you know, crossroads, and it, for the same reasons you say, so the spirit, the wandering, distraught spirit can't find its way back. Can't find its way back, yeah. To trouble the the living, but mm-hmm. Glencoe is one weird place, isn't it? I love it. It's it's actually it's, if, yeah, if it's I could choose a spiritual home, it would be there. But it is. It's got. It has an ambiance. Yes, mm-hmm. very much so. Definitely very much so. Yeah, Cal has weighed in on this uh, ghost turning things. Uh, All right. He's, he Get says that that uh, Skebby Hall, uh, there were tables thrown at work, as I don't know if anyone was killed. Uh, he's, in King's Mill Hospital, uh, other things happened there, and a cardboard box was thrown at Morris's head in Enfield. Uh, but yeah, none of those were fatal. Though, did it? No, none of those were fatal, though. Uh, and, of course, there is some reference to by somebody else about Rusty Hook, which uh, is another story for another time. Yeah, anyway. Going to that one tonight. No, I, That's back into Ted Bundy territory. Yep, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Cal has uh, straightened us out that nobody's been killed. Although he did mention some physical thing, but I mean, isn't that the whole thing about a a, a poltergeist uh, case? Is that objects are thrown, objects are tossed? Well, I mean, actually, the current thinking is moving away from that position to more of really? a um, more of a, a spectrum of uh, abnormalities, paranormalities, uh, because I mean it. This idea that poltergeists are in a in a box of their own uh, because they are a particular phenomena separate from all of the others is a bit misleading. Particularly, I mean, if you look at, for you, example, yeah. if you look at Enfield, you've got uh, apparitional encounters, and if you look at yeah, Borley, for example, you've got object movement and displacement. I, and so modern parapsychology is moving away from this, um, and I'm sure Kel will, will chime in in the chat room and confirm, is moving away from this position of uh, pigeonholing them as separate phenomena and considering the whole as a spectrum, a continuum whereby things are, you know, uh, within sort of a, a, a much broader classification of phenomena. Just labelled under spontaneous cases, no? spontaneous phenomena. Yeah, you know, when anybody does a theory, like for instance the poltergeist, if they, they will only take the evidence that uh, reflects to their theory and ignore the the ones that don't. And you know, well, poltergeist also sounds sexy, doesn't it? Yeah, whether it's an adolescent in the room, that's. Uh, but there are 
uh, cases where there has been no adolescent in the room and still objects were tossed. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the way things are portrayed, um, in fact, we've got one currently over here. The uh, the local go uh, the, the the some of our leading ghost hunters have gone and bought themselves a property which they call the Poltergeist House because mm-hmm. the Poltergeist House sounds way better for marketing than the haunted house. You know, haunted mm-hmm. houses are so passe. Poltergeist houses are now, you know, they they have more of a. a uh, cachet about them for marketing but you know referring to parapsychology and and um, it's now seen as a sort of a spectrum so they're they're on the spectrum basically yeah. it's it's a form of popularism isn't it steve it's yeah. i mean ever since the movie you know who was it was it spielberg that did the movie yeah. most most people had had probably not even heard of the term you know They'd maybe heard of it in passing, but didn't understand what it was, and then all of a sudden it becomes popularised, and that makes it, you know, that makes it a desirable commodity for and yet if you, look, if you watch the movie, yeah, I mean, actually it. a lot of the phenomena that takes place in Poltergeist is non-Poltergeist phenomena. Yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's uh, it, the term itself was actually incredibly popular um, back in the thirties. Harry Price referred to ghosts or geists uh, or pulps many, many times. In fact, that was his preferred term for a spontaneous phenomenon, was Pottergeist. Um, you know, he, he, he used that often in preference to ghosts. Right, so, and... Uh, uh, quite popular Jer- in the 30s. Jeremy says that you mentioned it in your book, uh, excuse me, Cal's book, uh, Paracoustics, and uh, it, the chapters where you did about noisy ghosts mm-hmm. is uh, the favourite of his in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know which one of us wrote that chapter. Maybe we both did. Mm, maybe. Um, I could find out because the book next to me. Hang on a Noisy ghosts. Noisy ghosts. Uh, Wait a minute. You wrote it. If you didn't wrote it, you'd be familiar with it. You'd for be God's talking sake, about it. I, must when be Cal. Was it 2013? Yeah, Noisy ghosts, page 31. Hang on. Uh, oh, here we go. Book. Oh no, I wrote it. <laughs> No, that's not what he that says. was my chap. No, that was my chapter. Mm, sure. Yeah. Anyway, Some noisy ghost, chapter thirty-one. If you say so. Page thirty-one. Anyways, so noisy ghost. In the hardback edition. Why is it in your your paracoustics books? Uh, how does that uh, get incorporated? Because the, the paracoustics, uh, which is uh, subtitled "Sound and the Paranormal," because it's a comprehensive look at sound and the paranormal. Dylan just fell out the chat room. Um, and uh, so, poltergeist, noisy phenomena, were are of course relate, uh, related to the um, perfectly placed to be covered in the book. And okay. why wouldn't they? Be? And why wouldn't they be? So you're in your book. You looked at the aspects of the noise itself, uh, which I don't. Wouldn't that differ? How does that differ, Stephen Scott, from like table tapping? Or other uh, spiritualist methods well, of communication. That's an, an interesting question because it's uh, certainly from my perspective. You know, as a spiritualist, table tapping and table rappings are generally done in direct communication to a request or a sitting at a séance where people are trying to communicate with an exterior uh, consciousness that is survived beyond death. Whereas most poltergeist phenomena 
doesn't really happen under those circumstances. It's usually from from my understanding, someone going about their own business and all of a sudden there's noises and things that they are uh, attributing to what they perceive to be a poltergeist or an intrusive entity, which is something completely different from when you're trying to make a genuine direct communication by choice. And when you're dealing with uh, the spirit of a person who has continued beyond this life and is still want to communicate with you, and then the other it's out with your control or with or whatever that remit of control you may be that you can establish within a seance. Right, but it's the same thing, isn't it? Uh, spirit uh, making the noises, I guess, is, is a simplistic It depends what the cause of the poltergeist is, though. If the poltergeist phenomena is being caused by the psychic uh, emanations of someone within a house, then no. If someone is causing that phenomena themselves, then no, it's completely different from a spirit communication. Particularly if it's not, if it's unwarranted and unwanted. Whereas when you do, when you undertake a séance, you're you're attempting direct communication. So it's it's two quite different scenarios and two possibly different sources. Do you do you agree with that, Steve? Absolutely. Um, but there is there is uh, within within séance séance um, rooms there are. Some very interesting cases of what are called drop-in communicators. Mm -hmm. uh, probably the one of the most famous being the R101 case, because uh, Price and uh, the medium were trying desperately to get hold of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who had quite recently passed. And of course, they failed miserably and got hold of uh, Captain Irwin, who was um, whose plane had gone down, and uh, then ultimately ended up with these communications with the crew of the R101, the the airship that had crashed quite you know some um, some days, weeks before in France. So dropping communicators are considered by, uh, particularly within parapsychology, um, as being more significant because you're not, there is, there is no expectation. There is no prior sort of priming of the, of the pump for, for what takes place. Uh, and with, with the R101 incident, particularly, um, that was, you know, uh, a very challenging case for some of the skeptics. Right. I mean, we we touched about it too. You talk about dropping in, and and we talked about being able to cum communicate to a séance with someone who is alive. And is is that makes sense that uh, that the I guess the psyche, uh, whether dead or alive, is still reachable. Uh, well, we talked about this last week, didn't we? With yeah, we did. Incident on the on the um, Air Transat Airbus, where the guy in the back who thought he was going to die appeared to his mother in Switzerland, uh, and both sides were able to verify the story, even though he lived. So, and and we also mentioned the the early experiments that were done in um, by location um, and thought transference by by early psychical researchers who would go to bed and think about visiting one another and many times would appear to one another. Yeah, I, I guess so. But anyways, that's the uh, the uh, bell, which means we've got to wrap it up. Uh, is Dylan still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. He popped out, he, he popped out for a while. Oh, fine, yeah. So, Dylan, uh, we want to thank you... Uh, for reporting on your, your, I wish we had heard more about the conference itself and uh, some of the cool people that 
there and, and what you learned from and so forth. But no but doubt, as usual, you're saving that for the next generation, aren't you? Because they always get the best, coolest guests. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're only the warm-up show. We're going to get Dan Aykroyd on and see, see what he thought of Dylan. Mm. So what do you think? That would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got to wrap up. Stephen Scott, thanks for uh, talking about drop-ins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you keep dropping out. I cannot, you know, it's terrible. Okay. You, so, you, want, to, you want to get that system fixed in the ghost RV? Yeah. <laughs> so you want, to, you want to wrap it up for us, Steve? Which one? You. Oh. And it falls to me to only uh, to thank our guests tonight. We have Stephen Scott representing Scotland uh, and the mediumship, um, a gentleman whom I hold in the highest esteem. At the other end of the spectrum and at the other end of the country, uh, Dylan Jones, who's in the ghost RV um, in the wilderness somewhere in Nottingham, is it tonight? Northampton, Nottinghamshire. Well, he was there a moment ago. He's gone. And, of course... Uh, representing New England, New England's finest uh, Van Helsing. So it's good night from all of the... And we want to thank Cal for dropping in on the chat room. Oh, yeah, Dr. Cooper. his two cents. Cooper. You see, I didn't have the chat room on tonight. So, yeah, and Dr. Cooper, uh, who will be a guest on an upcoming edition of Ghost Chronicles International. And uh, who else can we name check? I think it's time that we uh, we bid everyone farewell. All right. Good night. God bless. Good night, God bless. Good night. Well, we got away with that one. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.